0: This is episode 74 of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. I'm Cher Kretz, your host. I'm a school counselor and a family mindset coach. And today we're going to deepen our discussion from last week about kindness. What is kindness and what was never meant to be kindness in the first place? We can get very mixed up, but today we're going to discuss that and we're going to discuss how we can empower ourselves to be able to share kindness in an appropriate way in this world, with our family, and in our life. Hello, welcome to Parenting with the Focused Mindset this is the place where we discuss solution-focused strategies to how to live our life and how to raise our kids. So instead of seeking out problems, we train ourselves to seek out the solutions and then put that in action. I am so glad that you joined us here today. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Follow, subscribe, download, depending on where you're listening, so you don't miss any of the family-oriented, solution-focused content that I put out for you each and every week. And today, we're discussing kindness. As you know, I have a giveaway on my website, thefocusedmindset.com, where I'm giving out a bunch of SEL lessons for absolutely free. SEL stands for Social and Emotional Learning. And yes, kindness, as well as many other attributes can be learned. And in order to help you teach your family, your kids, the children that you work with this important skill, you can click on my website where it says free SEL lessons right on the homepage and you will get sent directly to your email over 20 different lessons that you can implement. But what happens when kindness gets out of control? You might think, what in the world are you talking about? How can kindness get out of control? That's what the world needs is more kindness. Well, think about this question. Is there such a thing as being too kind? Can you think of a time when kindness can actually be damaging? I think there are times that we need to be aware of when under the umbrella of kindness, we make mistakes that leads to not being kind to ourselves. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that means. It's also really easy for us as parents to accidentally teach our children that kindness is something different than it actually is. They might get very mixed up if they think that being good is, equals being kind, and we'll explain that in just a minute. But this can be avoided if we really understand and teach what kindness really is. The real definition of kindness, kindness is being friendly, sharing a smile, being responsible, respectful, not using hurtful words, but encouraging and supportive words, and being a good example. One of the resources I'm giving you is called the Kindness Pledge. And it says, on this day, I, and then you write the person's name, pledge to be kind with the promise of my actions and words in these ways. I'll be friendly, share a smile, be responsible and respectful, not hurtful, being encouraging and supportive, setting a good example, in a positive way because kindness matters. This simple pledge can be printed off and put up on your child's window, in your car, on the back of the seat. Um, It can be read in the morning as an affirmation in order to put within, uh, put in our mind what real kindness is and walk forward in it. I believe that in order to be kind, we need to affirm the way we're going to act, the way we're going to be appropriate in each situation, and we're going to hold ourselves accountable to those things. Now, that matters just as much when your child is in an argument with their brother and sister as it does when you're in an argument with your significant other. We need to remember to model that kindness. Now, kindness, if it is being friendly, sharing a smile, responsible, respectful, being encouraging and supportive and setting a good example, what I don't read in any of those is anything that has to do with making people happy. Being like that may put a smile on someone's face and make them happy. If their definition of kindness is, when I make people happy, I am being kind. What does that lead to? When we take that to the fullest extent, that leads to what we call people pleasing. Now, you've heard the term people pleaser, I'm sure. And many people struggle with it. Even people that aren't quote unquote people pleasers sometimes fall into this trap of being uh, overly worried about if somebody's happy or not. Um, I see this sometimes when you hear that saying, happy wife, happy life. And okay, I get that. I'm a wife. I like to be happy. And there are times when I'm sure my husband uh, is just like, okay, she's happy. I'm happy. But if you take that to its fullest extent, well, where is your happiness? So that saying is not exactly always true. You're not always going to have a happy life because you make somebody else happy, especially if you're completely denying some of the fundamental needs that you need in your life in order to have peace in order to have satisfaction so a conversation needs to be had compromise needs to be had two people being kind to each other means that your significant other is going to also care about your happiness well now now we have real happiness That's just one example of many, and it's kind of a silly little saying, but I know that we've all heard it, being a people pleaser. What's the Webster definition for that? It is a person who has an emotional need to please other, often at the expense of his or her own needs or desires. A person who has an emotional need to please others, often at the expense, at his or her's own desires their own needs how quickly can this happen if we attach us being kind to if other people are happy this could happen because you were raised at a home where your parent um, regularly said oh that doesn't make me happy this does make me happy and they had you live up to an expectation so often that you began to think okay I need to adjust the way I act. I'm not going to be true to who I am if there's just a small inkling of something that won't make my parents happy. Well, then I'm going to deny it. When you deny yourself over and over and just live to please another, that leads you to being a people pleaser in your life. And then it takes you a long time to really get to know yourself and say, what do I really need? What is uh, a pleasing to me? And what are some of the things that I've denied that I need to put back into my life? There's such a thing as being so kind to others that you're mean to yourself. So kindness to yourself Is also important. And then when you're kind to yourself, when you know yourself, when you know who you are and what's important to you, well, you're equipped to be kind to others. See, that's a circle that is functional, that works. I know as the oldest child that I've found myself in a loop of just pleasing people just because when I was young. Because here I was. Uh, many times being responsible to take care of my four brothers and sisters, the younger ones that had needs. And my job was to take care of those needs and make sure everybody was happy. Well, if I had a problem with, I don't know, maybe it might be homework, maybe it might be friendship, that would many times be pushed to the back burner because of the needs of my younger brothers and sisters. That was to no fault of my parents who were raising me in that Realm. It was just the circumstance of our home in that time. But still, I then had to spend time unraveling that and saying, OK, once I became adult, there are certain things that I need to value about myself. It might be time for you to do that. And it might also be time for you to look at your family, look at how it's arranged and the things that happen and make sure there's not one person in your family that seems to often get the short end of the stick or have their needs swept under the rug. If you're thinking of that one person in your family right now, take them out and do something special with them. Just you and them and validate that they're important in the family. Ask them their opinion. Listen to them. Because those moments help them know that they are very important and that you You want to watch them grow and bloom into their best self. That you're not just going to tell them you hurt your sister, go say I'm sorry, (laughs) go apologize. I laugh because you know, if you if a child just goes up and says I'm sorry just to make everybody happy, well, they walk away learning what that I made someone else happy, I was kind. It's even more productive if you help them understand the reason why and actually feel remorse and then help them develop an apology that comes from their heart if they need that help. So now you're starting to understand how kindness is not attached to making people happy. The truth is we're not always going to make everybody happy. With all the personalities in our world, we're just not. And if we attach our happiness to if we're making others happy, We're going to end up making compromises on our values, on our core values. We're going to end up compromising on our beliefs even in order to make somebody else happy and we fall into that trap of being a real actual people pleaser and it takes a long time to jump out of that trap. So one of the dangers in being too kind is simply completely misjudging what kindness is and living to please other people. If you see your child doing this, like I said, it is never too late to jump in and recognize and tell them you are a wonderful, kind person, but let's talk about what real kindness is. And let's talk about how you can build up your boldness. You know, I talk about checking your vibe and I believe in it. It's not just a little acronym that I throw at you. Why don't you check your vibe? Good vibes only. No, we need to check our vibe walking into a place in order that we are our best self. V stands for live by your values. I stands for being inquisitive or curious about life. B stands for being bold. Bold in what you believe in. And E stands for enjoy. Let's focus on that boldness for a minute. Kindness can be bold. People are like, oh, they're so bold. Maybe that's blunt. That's rude. No. Kindness is saying I'm going to be bold enough to say how I feel, but I'm going to say it in the right manner. I'm going to say it in a way that is kind. You can say something like, ew, I don't like your shirt. (laughs) Well, that is unkind and that's not boldness. But if you come up to them and say, hey, I want to give you a makeover. Why don't we go in and look at your closet and I want to help you dress and it comes from a real genuine place well, you're showing kindness. So, Boldness is an important part of not being a people pleaser. And I want to also ask you to be bold with yourself. Is there a place where you are choosing to let other people's values and other people's way of living life affect you in such a way where it beats you down in such a way that you've compromised and really you don't feel happy anymore? If that's you, I want you to recognize that. And find a way to find that boldness within you that says, I'm going to write down the way that I need to live my life that's kind for me, that's appropriate for me, that's going to fulfill my life. I know that I had to come to a place in my life where I said, I'm not willing to live my life under somebody else's judgment of what life is. That's their opinion of how life should be. But I know what rings true to me, and I need to walk forward in that. You're not being unkind by telling somebody, no, that doesn't really ring true to me. I'm going to do it in a little bit different way. No, that's not really the way that I want to live my life. Instead, this is the way I want to live my life. When you stand up for what you believe, without being rude, you don't need to be mean, that is still being kind. That's the first thing I think that we really need to embrace for ourselves and be able to move forward with if we're going to be kind and help our children do the exact same thing. So what is the other thing that I've noticed that people do when they get kindness a little bit mixed up? Kindness doesn't mean that you always agree with the other person. Now you might say, well, that's just like people pleasing, but it really isn't. Sometimes in order to keep the peace, in order to make things happy, we'll just end up agreeing with somebody. And we're always just being, oh, I can understand that. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Well, the one reason we do that is because when you agree with someone in a genuine sense, it causes bonding. You have an automatic bond with another person. When the two of you see eye to eye on something, it's a really good feeling. When two people are like, wait a minute, I agree with you on that. They're drawn to one another. So you can be drawn to another person because of the things that you guys agree upon, but it doesn't mean that you always agree. As a matter of fact, to any good relationship, there's a push and a pull. Now think about anybody that you've been drawn to. Anyone that you just are like, oh, I want to be around that person more. It might be in a romantic sense. It might be in a friendship sense. When you're drawn to them, it wasn't because they were exactly like you. It was because they were different than you. It was because they brought things to the table that made you think, made you ponder, made you reconsider. There was a difference. Now, you might have seen eye to eye on some key elements or have some parts about your history and the and past that um, are the same, and therefore you have uh, a meeting of the minds, but then When you began to talk, that person made you think. You walked away and thought, oh, I see something from a little bit different perspective. And then you might get mixed up into thinking that that person should always think like you in order for you guys to stay bonded, in order for them to be kind to you. They should just agree with you, right? (laughs) That's not what you say out loud, but it's what your mind begins to tell you. And you begin to fight For people to agree with you rather than appreciating the fact that our differences is exactly what drew us to each other. So this long explanation is to say that kindness is not that you agree with them. In fact, that causes people to get bored. If someone always agrees with you and, oh, you're right. Oh, my goodness. You're so right. Everything you say is just right on point. It gets a little bit boring. More relationships have broken up because of boredom, because the person becomes a yes, 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 I agree with you. And really, they don't agree. Because we don't agree with people all the time, but they want so badly to continue to have that um, that agreeing situation where you, that bond that they just uh, find agreement, they find what they like. All right, I've seen this in so many relationships as a counselor. I'm telling you, I've seen it in my family. I've seen it in people's lives. It's a hard thing to put your finger on, but you know when you see it, because when somebody uh, breaks off a friendship or relationship because they just got sick of it and they seemed a little bit bored. Many times it's that push and pull of really uh, engaging with each other and debating with each other. It's that part that got lost along the way. Now it can come back. It can easily come back. How? By allowing people to have a voice, not making them feel bad for their voice, not making them feel bad for looking at something different than you. As a matter of fact, respecting it, leaning into it and even supporting them. You can support someone in what they do, even if it's something that you would never do. It's exciting to watch them. I mean, my husband is a quiet person. Would he ever do a podcast? No, I actually asked him to be on the Father's Day podcast and he was flattered that I asked him, but he was like, I can't do it. That does not mean that he can't support me in it. Even if you don't understand something completely, you can support them. Now, see, you're allowing that person to be able to not agree with you, and it's okay. Let's take that into the relationship with your child. Don't we always kind of think that we're raising our kids in the way that they should go, so therefore, they should agree with us? But as a matter of fact, your child is their own entity, They are growing up to be an adult with their own opinions and their own way to live life. That might seem a little scary because you don't want them to stray off the way that you have raised them and you have expectations that you'd like them to fulfill in their life. But if you raise your child in such a way that they are always saying yes to you and always agreeing with you, and you don't take the time to listen to their opinion in a non-judgmental way, well, you are doing them a disservice rather than doing them a service. Don't get fooled into thinking that uh, you are convincing them that your way is right just because you tell them that it's right. They're still going to have their own opinions. They're just going to tuck it away and not share it with you. There's a danger in that, though, because sometimes your child is going to be listening to either a person or someone on the Internet, someone on a blog, in a chat room, That says some really destructive things, but something inside of their mind will think, oh, that rings a little bit true. I wonder if that's true. Well, if you have designed a relationship with them where you're the only one that's right and it's your way or no way, then they won't feel comfortable enough to come to you and run this past you. They won't feel comfortable enough to have an open conversation with you and get your opinion on it because they'll be like, eh, my, my parent won't understand. They'll just, they'll hate this, I know, so I'll just stay quiet about it. So you have a wonderful opportunity with your child to let them know that they don't always have to agree with you. Sometimes they do have to comply with your rules because it's your house that they live in, but they don't have to agree in order to be kind. Their kindness is not based on whether the two of you agree. Their kindness is based on if they're being respectful and not using harmful words and being encouraging and setting a good example. These are completely different attributes than always agreeing. Let's not raise people pleasers. All right. Let's not, let's not raise people that think that the way to make kindness in our world is just to say, yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. Let's raise people that can share their opinion respectfully and with kindness and know that that's being kind to themselves. We do need to be kind to ourselves. We need to validate how we feel about things, reflect on our interests and be curious and know that it's okay to lean into our talents, even if everybody doesn't quite understand our talents. Maybe not a single person in your family is an artist, but one of your children is an artist. Allow them to love being an artist. If they are the only one in the family that's not athletic, Allow them to find what they're good at. Another way to avoid this pitfall of the wrong kind of kindness, if you will, is help them have a voice to say no. If they don't want to do something, they should be able to say no. Isn't that going to help them later in life when they're confronted with maybe, uh, I don't know, taking drugs or going somewhere lying to you as a parent and they say, no, I don't want to do that. Wow, that's hard for them to do to their peers. Well, if they haven't been able to say no, when they feel a certain type of way in their home, they need to have appropriate ways to say no in order to build up the confidence that it takes to be their own person and not be a people pleaser. Also, I just want to urge you to be able to help your child know where they're going in the future. That's where the question comes in, where you say, what do you picture your life like? What is your preferred future look like? That's a solution-focused question. Let's imagine what that might look like. Now, what can you do today to make that happen? What does kindness look like to you? Ask your child that. And when they write that list down, say, oh, well, how can we be that person today? I'm going to practice that with you because we want to cultivate more kindness. To each person, it might be different. One person might be very rubbed wrong by sarcastic humor and one person might love it. Well, you need to step into your child's worldview and say, you know what? Being kind to this child, this is what it means. And I'm going to model that to them when I'm around them. So they can also do the same thing when they're around other people. They can look at, oh, what is being kind to this person I'm being around? And how can I show respect in a proper way? Not to please them uh, in every whim and deny my own values and not to agree, but to know their love language and do something to make them happy if their love language is uh is gifts well maybe i'm going to draw them a special card and give it to them if if their love language is oh gosh i don't know all of them off the top of my head but you know uh positive affirmations well then i'm going to lean into that see the difference so as we move forward with ideas of spreading kindness to this world that we live in that sometimes is so lacking of kindness I want you to consider what kindness really means and help your child be bold and also practice that for yourself. The right kind of kindness means that we are friendly to others. We help them smile because we're responsible, respectful. We don't choose hurtful words even when we're communicating hard things to talk about. We're encouraging, supportive, and we set a good example. Kindness does matter. And kindness also matters when we're developing friendships. We want to surround ourselves with kind people. The friends that your child chooses is extremely important. because It's going to affect so much of their life. We sometimes emulate the friends we're around, right? So the friends we choose are important. Those friends should be kind people. We choose who our friends are, and our kids need to be able to look at the attributes of the people they're around and choose their close friendships based on whether they are kind people, the kind of people they really want to be around in their life. How can we do that? When I do that, I kind of picture a tree. And I tell my kids, and I'm telling you right now, picture a tree and that you are the trunk. You need to be kind to yourself and loving to yourself because you're the trunk. You are your own best friend. It's you and God in the trunk. That's it. And then you have leaves on the tree. Well, leaves, they blow. They blow here. They blow there. They blow everywhere. And they'll blow away. Those are not the people that we hold on to for friends. Those are acquaintances. The leaves on the trees. And then we have the branches. The branches... They're, they're friends, but they could easily be broken, but they're people that, you know, they're around us. There may be our work people, the people in our class, the people we hang around, some people in our friendship groups, they're important, but they're not the most important people. But then we have a few people that are the roots. Those people we hold close, those people are the people that respect us, stand up for us, They're the ones that support us in what we do, love us unconditionally. And those are the roots that keep us grounded. In order for us to raise kind children or for us to be kind ourselves, let's surround ourselves with kind people. Let's surround ourselves with the right kind of people. Picture that tree the next time that you're helping your child with uh, seeking out kind people that they can be around because you know we really are the reflection of our five closest people and friends that we choose to be around. So the people that are kids and that we choose to be friends with is going to make a big difference. So picture that tree. I can't count the number of times that I would ask my child, oh is it acquaintance or a friend? Because I wanted them to know the difference between that. So It's time for me to get going. I am so glad that we were able to have this discussion today to further our understanding of kindness, on what is kindness, what is being too kind, how to develop the right kind of friends around us. And I hope that you're able to... Take some of this in with you in each part of your day this week until we're able to meet again next week. Next week, we are going to start a series on the seven habits of highly successful people. We also have some fun guests that are coming up here as we enter into season five of Parenting with the Focused Mindset. Don't forget to check the helpful show notes below. Because I have some wonderful things that you can take a look at, some freebies, some, like I said, a whole bunch of uh, social and emotional lessons on kindness, um, as well as some other helpful information just for you. And you can visit my website, thefocusedmindset.com, if you'd like to learn more. And I have a wonderful product, Conversations That Empower. It's a class that's helping people have solution-focused conversations each and every day with the people around them. I also offer coaching check that all out at thefocusmindset.com and until next week keep in touch and take care